special episode of Friends of Film on Podcast because it's been news and theatrical releases. On this episode, we're going to preview Star Wars The Last Jedi. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Citrus SoundCloud, and iTunes by searching Friends of Film. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by my super, 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 super excited co-host, Josh Straley. It's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. I never thought it'd be here, <laughs> but now it's here. I, I mean, from the moment The Force Awakens ended, I have been dying to know and see its sequel. Yep. Because for the first time in Star Wars history, it gave us a cliffhanger ending. Super cliffhanger. Super cliffhanger. Not only just a super cliffhanger ending, the, 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 it was the moment I went to The Force Awakens <laughs> to see. You know, I thought it happened like halfway through the movie. Right. It happened at the very end of the movie, and now I have to wait for another movie just <laughs> to see it. Yeah. And now we're here, and Luke Skywalker is back on the map. At, they have a map. They have them. a map. They had a map to him, and he was on the map. Yes. Because the part of the map was missing. Yes. So now he is officially, literally in Star Wars, back on the map. That is correct. It's The Last Jedi. It's The Last Jedi. Uh, It's not the last Star Wars movie, that's for sure. It's only the beginning. And we are both super excited to talk about this, because as we've mentioned before, Star Wars is the reason we started this. Mm -hmm. Um, Star Wars 7, the the relaunch of the galaxy far, far away. It's why we're doing this now, and it's why we're going to continue to do this <laughs> for a while, probably. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it's one of those franchises that you, when that day comes to see it, you're just, that's all you can think about. Mm-hmm. And really, it's all I can think about already. It's yeah. just like, uh, the next, what, four or five days are going to kill me waiting to see it. But, uh, we're not going to wait long once Thursday comes around, Josh, to see this sucker. Yeah. What are you? How are you going to see this? When are you going to see this? How many times are you going to see this? That's a good question. Okay, so most of usually, I this is how I opt for it. All right, okay. I just need to see this movie mm-hmm. anyhow, anyway, and I'm probably going to be seeing it a lot. So yeah. I'm going to stretch out my viewings. Okay. First, I'm going to hit up a seven o'clock showing uh, at the a local amc theater not imax just 2d mm-hmm. i'm seeing it at 7 p.m the first possible showing there yeah and then immediately after that film ends i am booking it to the next theater <laughs> for the next showing uh which will be i think at like 9 30 9 50 depending on you know how previews yeah. shake out and everything like that and then from there i'm gonna rest let it marinate <laughs> And then go back tomorrow, <laughs> go back Friday, probably before an IMAX showing and get to it, yeah. you know, but we'll, we'll, I'll figure all that out, who it's with. And I mean, all you've got really like no time though to digest. You're literally going to no. see this for two and a half hours, yeah. watch it and then walk into a theater and start watching it again. I regret this decision, <laughs> but I think it's going to, I think it's going to help me. It's going to solidify everything that I saw. Yeah. But um, I will report back during our review and let you know how it all turned out. <laughs> okay, that's um, good. I may miss the opening crawl, but... You've already seen it once. I've already seen it once. And it'll be super fresh in your mind. <laughs> exactly. Be like, yeah, shut up. I know this. Yeah, it's not like you saw it once, waited a week, and then you missed the opening crawl. And be like, oh, wait, I forgot what it said. It's like... Precisely. You're going to see it 
again. <laughs> the point of the opening crawl is going to be really dumb, though. Cause it's Seriously, like, what is it going to say? Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> the five seconds that you know you haven't seen our characters on screen. Yeah. Ray has put down her hand. Yeah. <laughs> Luke As continues a, to look onward. It's a minute by minute detail of what's going down. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I guess it could give us some... Uh, I think it'll explain, like... What happens after Starkiller Base yeah. blows up the galactic it'll, capital. Yeah, because, like, there, there's that period of time we don't see what's happening with the first order yeah you know it's not like star killer base exploded and ray was there and she took millennium falcon and just went straight to the island no mm-hmm. like, they went back to the car they had a little party celebrated had their little moment hug with leia and yep. then maybe even a couple of days to went by and then they went to go find luke yep like we don't know right. i'm guessing the crawl is gonna lay that out not so much of since you've been gone, here's what happened with Ray and Luke. Yeah. Nothing. Color commentator. Of the Fade mo- to black. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's going to, I think it'll be like, explain how Phasma got out of the, tra- the trash compactor. Or like, uh, yeah. you know, be like, Snoke and Hux have found their way back to, you know, Supreme mm-hmm. Leader Snoke. Snoke has started to train right. Kylo and finishes training. And, and here's all this other stuff. And really, there could be a built-in time jump. Mm-hmm. I mean from the jump to hyperspace that the Falcon does at the end of Force Awakens and where they land. Because they could turn that into a week if they really wanted. I guess. But I don't know how that would work. I don't know if that's how hyperspace works. I don't, no, I feel like hi, it was, well, hyperspace is working like... way too quick in these <laughs> new films, but whatever. But uh, outside of the crawl, um, I will have a little more time to process yes. it. What are I your am, plans? I am seeing it at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Paid like thirty bucks for this fan uh, event. Yes. So I'm like, I can't. I already, I already had booked tickets for ten o'clock in IMAX, and there's not another IMAX showing before then besides the six o'clock one. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Well, I was like, oh, maybe I can go see it with Josh at seven. But I was like, but I, then I got to drive from this theater to another theater. Mm-hmm. It's reserved seating, so I could it would cut it pretty close. But I was like, I don't, I don't want that rush. I want to be able to see it marinate on it a little bit be like yeah. okay we'll, we'll process what just happened and then see it again because that's what i did with uh the force awakens mm-hmm. i saw it with you and um one of my friends logan yeah. yes logan sorry uh i saw you and logan and then we went to taco bell after we theorized we, mm-hmm. we digested the whole thing and our taco bell food and then i went to go see it again at like 1 30 in the morning yeah and like i was like okay i've I have digested this movie. I've thought it through. Now I was ready to see it again and mm-hmm. take all my other theories and see how those work in the movie. And yeah. it's like, okay, none of that stuff worked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Got to re-theorize. You know, there's experiencing the movie, and then there's you know, you know, di- or dissecting the film. Yes. And then once you get those two out of the way, then there's just enjoying. It. Yeah, I mean, uh, we you, have a. I also think the first viewing is also like the one where you're going to get the most enjoyment potentially yeah, cuz it's, it's it's the it's still brand new everything is new it's like opening your it's like kind of like taking off like you know this shield if you will around yourself and just kind of then like this is star wars <laughs> yes. at least that's my attitude to it you're just kind of letting you're letting it all happen mm-hmm. at you and then maybe the second time you're actually watching it and being yeah. like oh wow this is there was a nice uh it's a nice pan shot there jj right. or whatever the case is or <laughs> Brian, or whatever the, you know <laughs> i'm thinking still force awakens yeah. but uh yeah that um, I do regret my decision to go back to back, 
but at the same time, I mean, it's what's two in the midst of ten times? Right. Gonna be like, in the you know, I, there's been plenty of times where I go see a movie and I see it and I'm like, I wish I could go watch that right now again. Yeah. And I can't because mm-hmm. I see it like, you know, the midnight <laughs> showing. I'm like, ugh, this sucks. Um, but, you know, for you, you're going to be like, you're going to, f- I anticipate <clears throat> people will leave that theater and be like, I need to see this again. And for you, you're going to be like, Oh, I, I'm going to right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go watch it again as and figure this out. As soon as John Williams' credit score kicks up, it you're is, I am theater. out of that seat, you know, running out of there. And be like, people are going to be looking at me and be like, gosh, he really hated this movie. <laughs> well, yikes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Snap. But I don't, I am not expecting to hate this movie. I'm not either. I, as we get into our overall expectations for Star Wars The Last Jedi, honestly, my expectations are for this to be one of, if not the best Star Wars movie ever. Um, you know, Ooh, I know I know there are early reactions out there. Words. I haven't looked at them. I don't mm-hmm. know what the general consensus is so far, because um, I want to. Since I already have ticket spot, I don't need to be <clears> on Twitter. <throat> I don't need to look at Rotten Tomatoes to check my my ticket times or anything. Like yeah. I'm good to go. I'm set. I don't want to have any other thought in my head before I see this movie. Um, and it's it's really just because it's it's Star Wars. I want to I want to go in not hearing oh. You know, they nailed, they kicked it out of the park, but this part could have been done a little better. Or, yeah. oh, wow, it really wasn't good, but this was really good mm-hmm. instead. And it's like, I don't want to know any of that. Um, instead, I just want to go in and see this movie as fresh as can be. Um, I am really expecting our characters to be tested. Uh, we, we got to know them and love all of them in The Force Awakens. I want to see each of them on their own, but also paired back up together. See what they're on this new adventure. And also, I want the stakes of this movie, whatever they may be, to be very personal and yeah. to be very present. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really where my mind is at as I go into this movie. Where is yours? I think it's 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 fairly close to yours. Okay. Um, we saw a nostalgic Star Wars film last time around. Loved it every second. Oh of yeah. It. No complaints about it whatsoever. But now. That the thrill, the initial hyperspace level thrill of um, Star Wars coming back is gone, but still lingering. I will, I will right. say, let's let's get let's let's start mining for some depth here. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's like the spice on Kessel. Let's dig and find something you know really substantive here because we did get pictures of a lot of characters, um, whether it be from Solo to Ray to Finn to Poe, enough to understand what they're about. Mm-hmm. But now we get to see what really drives Poe. Yeah. Why we know what Finn is up to, but let's explore that more. What what are those actions going to lead to? Especially Ray, because I mean, throughout those two trailers. We've been teased some very complex angles for some of our favorite people, mm-hmm. um, from Luke to Ray to Leia to Kylo of yeah. all people, who you know to Ray to Kylo <laughs> to Ray to Kylo. Yeah, exactly. And you know, um, Ryan Johnson's got a movie that is probably going to be grand because mm-hmm. it has to be. It's Star Wars, but at the same time, you know, um, you have he arguably has one of the greatest casts yeah. you know in of i mean of franchises and they're ex- most of them have prior experience of like two three four films yeah you know i mean oscar isaac not so but because mm-hmm. he's been around and the a little vets longer. yeah but everyone else here is fairly new to this mm-hmm. and we're comfortable saying boyega ray or you know daisy ridley uh driver 
are you know some of the best actors out there. Yeah. So, um, whatever he's got for them, I am expecting it to be something that taps into all of their strengths, and you know, um, gives us a personal Star Wars movie, like yeah. you said, because that that was a real that was a really good way to frame it. Yeah, so as we get into kind of the plot of this movie, mm-hmm. really, I feel like there's a lot of this that we don't really know. You know, we get these hints that, you know, Ray and Luke are together for a little bit, and then maybe Ray and Kylo, but then Kylo's also with Snoke, but then Leia's off doing her own thing, and then, you know, Rose Tico and Finn are together, but then DJ's involved somehow over there, and, you know, there's just all these other moving, there's just all these moving. Um, pieces to mm-hmm. this puzzle and I don't know exactly how they all connect to one another but you know I, I know it's not like you know Ryan Johnson said this isn't you know The Empire Strikes Back Volume 2 like this isn't you know a remake of Episode 5 that's not what this is yeah. and I, I completely um, I, I can't agree with him yet because I haven't seen the movie but I right. believe him in his statements of yes. that but also one of the strengths of Episode 5 is we get to see a lot of these characters split up. We got to see them on different adventures. We got to see, you know, Luke do his own thing. And then we got to see Han and Leia team up with their own people. But you know, that's what I, that's what I'm kind of interested to see from this plot perspective of, you know, we know Ray and Luke start off together. I don't think Luke is very fond of the idea of training Ray. Yeah. But then it looks like somehow they still stick together for a little bit. Um, Snoke, I think, very much wants Ray. We get kind of hints towards that in The Force mm-hmm. Awakens that he's like, who is this? If this girl's as powerful as you say she is, Kylo, bring her to me. Yeah. Like, let me see what she's made of. And uh, I think there have been teases of that in the marketing so far. I think Kylo is going to be super jealous of the attention Ray gets um, from Snoke because I think he's still, as I mentioned, I think in our trailer two breakdown, I was like, I. Th- these both of these characters just want to find their place in the world. I think a lot of these characters do, whether that's Poe, whether it's mm-hmm. Finn, whether it's Ray, whether it's Kylo, whether it's Luke. Yeah. They all just want to figure out where they fit in to the universe. Right. And it's going to come down to who wants them, I think. And I still think Kylo's going to be very tempted to the to the light side. Yeah, he killed Han. A lot of people say that's a irredeemable action mm-hmm. i would probably tend to agree with you yeah, there. Right. Uh, it's, it's not it's not easy to redeem somebody who killed their own dad yeah exactly and you're probably your favorite character yeah arguably, one of, from one of the, the yeah not even trilogy. just a favorite character but one of the most iconic movie characters of all time you yeah, know absolutely like, it's hard to get past that mm-hmm. but i also think that you know kylo whether he's reaching that, that hand out to ray or not in that shot you know that is still, I think, a theme of this movie that he is looking for somebody to want him and care for him. I don't think Luke is that person for Ray, and I think that's what eventually leads Ray to finding Snoke or Snoke finding Ray, however that works out. But yeah, then also, after that, though, I don't really know. Like that's the thing, you know. Maybe that's where the opening crawl can feed some, you know, lay some seeds and be like, okay, so this is where we're going with this story. But other than that, I think it's just a movie where the resistance is backpedaling. They're like, all right, we got we got rid of Starkiller base, but now Snoke is really mad yeah. and he's coming after us. And he's he you blew a Posnian Prime. I want to see the repercussions of that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Explain that so then when I watch Force Awakens, it's not like yeah. oh that's that's sad. Six planets just blew up instead of like Wow, Snoke just murdered a couple billion people. <laughs> like, exactly. you know, that could add some weight there. And uh, I think that's where I'm at 
plot-wise. I don't have a mm-hmm. really focused thing of being like, all right, it goes from point A to point B to point C. This is the narrative, right. Because I think there are so many different characters in this that they're all going to come together eventually at some point, but I don't know, and I don't really want to know how it's all going to figure out that way. Yeah, I mean, listen, like this is the chance to expand Star... I mean, we're going to go visit lots of different planets because we've seen... You know, hints of a lot of different yeah. planets. And um, whatever the repercussions are of Hosni and Prime getting, you know, blown to smithereens for the New Republic, that has got to be shown because yeah. that's a big deal. And, you know, you think um, so. especially because they're the they're the in power. Well, that's where the Galactic Senate was located, right? Right. So how does the government pick up its pieces after, you know, losing their entire, you know, yeah, they lose their entire army and everything. Right, exactly. You know, whatever cruisers and all that sorts of stuff were out there. So is this purely just a, a getaway film for Leia um, and the Resistance or whatever the case is? But I do expect Leia's arc of this movie and the Resistance's arc of this movie to be like, we need to get the <laughs> heck out of here. You know, because obviously it's time for Snoke to show up and, you know, do his thing, you know, right. almost empire strikes back ask where you just see all these tentacles swarm out and begin to like put a chokehold on, um, the resistance or the new Republic or mm-hmm. the remnants of the new Republic now. Uh, but then, yeah, of course, like you said, so many characters and so many characters we care about too. Yeah. I mean, it's not just Finn, Finn and Poe are not just, you know, side people where they're like to, to show up and laugh and, you know, also kicks a little bit of butt. Like, they have deeply personal stories to tell, I believe. And with a runtime of two hours and 45 minutes, I fully expect them. I think it's 232. 2.32? Okay, yeah. With credits. Godfather-like, you know, (laughs) runtime here. There's going to be plenty of time devoted to all of their separate adventures. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, plot-wise, I don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. But I know to expect a lot in that two hours and 35 minutes, 32 you, minutes. Do you expect there's going to be a just like huge twist in the movie? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's a groundbreaking Star Wars film. Okay. I mean, listen, George Lucas called Star Wars poetry. It rhymes right. a little bit. I don't think and there's this, like the circle theory is where everything kind of repeats itself. Yeah, and all I that don't stuff. think this film rhymes at all. <laughs> okay. I think it like I think I've said in the. Tr- one of the two trailer it's talks more we of like did. a haiku or something. It's like no, haiku. <laughs> no, I think it's. Um, I don't know what the literature equivalent would <laughs> right. be. Is it Shakespeare? No, I don't think it'd be a Shakespeare. I, I mean, unless we're yeah, no. Unless we're know. talking about a masterpiece, then maybe. Uh, it's. It would be. Gosh, I can't even think. You can of, think. It about would be it like a Picasso. Okay. Where. It's a painting. It's something. To a poem. It's something as it's something rem- you know familiar. But everything is just torn to smithereens and glued and pasted <laughs> on there. Okay. And people are going to love it because it's, Cause it's different. unlike something they've never seen before. Okay. Do you think that this big twist uh, will be something twists. more like... Or twists, plural. Do you think there will be people flipping sides? Or do you think it's going to be like, Snoke is actually Luke's father? You're like, wait, what? It's Anakin? I think it'll be... Like I said, complex characters... You said personal stories. Yeah. I think those are going to deeply impact the narrative of the movie. Yeah. People are going to make decisions, not because they're good or they're bad, because it's what's best for them. I mean, I don't even think what's best. I think it's just 
that's what speaks to them. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you did you I don't know if you said this before or not, but very possible Ray doesn't find what she's looking for mm-hmm. and somebody else gives it to her. Yep. I've, um, I've been I've Kylo, been thinking for a while. Kylo doesn't you know isn't getting attention anymore from so he Snoke. gets attention from somebody else. So he goes to his mom and says, "Hey, that man was mean to me. I'm sorry I killed dad, but <laughs> mom, let's go take him Snoke's out." Snoke's being mean to me. <laughs> exactly. Please help me. Um, Finn and Poe, I, I don't know what they're up to, yeah. but they they seem more like more static characters of the movie though. Mm-hmm. So, but perhaps Finn's like, I still don't want to be a part of the resistance. So this drifter over here, I'll hang out with you, man. Right. DJ or, you know, whatever the case is. Um, so, so I think what's going to happen is Ryan Johnson is going to shatter the we're all on teams narrative. Okay. And we're going to realize man, people in the Star Wars are pretty selfish, too. So you're saying there's some more gray. I'm saying there's a lot of gray in this movie. <laughs> Maybe Not, some gray Jedi. I, yeah. Uh, you never know. Let's move on to the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, get away from the plot per se. Uh, we'll probably still touch on some of those elements throughout this section. But I mean, we got to start off here with Ray. I mean, Daisy Ridley back, the lead role. It's. I mean, this is her. This is her movie. I mean, you can sell it as Luke Skywalker's return. Yes. Yeah. But this is still very much Ray's story, I feel. Um, and we mentioned, you know, it, this movie could be a lot about w- these characters trying to find their place in the universe, in this galaxy. And if we ask the question, where is Ray's place in all of this? Because I think th- th- she says that in like the trailers, right? Like, I'm just trying to, f- I- I'm looking for somebody to show me my place, it's right? It's the closing line of the second trailer. Yep. I think she says that to Luke in the trailer, and then, but then Luke is just like, uh, I don't even know where I fit into all this, let alone where you fit in. And you know, you're not my daughter, so like, mm-hmm. why do I care? Um, and that's where I think her place ultimately lies with Snoke. I think it's going to be a bold move. I mean, yes, there's the, there are the similarities to you know, Anakin turning to the dark side, um, all that sort of jazz. Of course, though, that was all pre foreshadowed yes. by the original. Yeah, trilogy. so this is all new. Like, you know, yeah. this isn't like, oh, when you go into episode one of the prequels, you're like, okay, let's, how long does it take till Anakin to turn? Mm-hmm. It takes him three movies and it really <laughs> takes up until the last half hour yeah. of the third one from the turn. Okay, not as compelling as I may have wanted that to be, but this one, it can really, you can see it develop and, you know, she is super, you know, she has that raw power. I think that's how they, they describe her in the trailers. And then Force Awakens, um, I don't remember exactly how Kylo phrases and describes her, but, she, you know, I think he says she has untapped potential. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's strong in the Force. She just doesn't know it yet. And I think, and Snoke even says there, like, if she's so strong, bring her to me and we'll find out. And like you said, I think that's where Snoke's going to start paying attention to her. And Kylo's going to be like, well, what about me? Uh, You know, I don't like being pushed aside here. But also, like, you know, it also goes to show that when we left The Last Jet, or when we left The Force Awakens, everybody's like, where's Rey from? Who's her parents? I don't think that, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the last thing on my mind going into episode eight. It's not... Oh, is she a Skywalker? Is she a Solo? Is she is she an Organa? Is she Anakin reincarnate? Yeah. Is she Mace Windu's adopted daughter-in-law? Like it doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> like she is she is just Ray. I firmly believe that by now. 
I think she will turn in this movie. Ooh. Um, by the end of it, and maybe not turn all the way and be like, all right, I'm a villain. But I think she's going to find some sort of an, a home with Snoke. And in doing so, she'll probably learn about, you know, the history of the Jedi, how the Jedi weren't always perfect, but also how Snoke's way is not perfect. Because I don't want to see Rey flip and just be like, all right, I'll do what, do what, do what Anakin did in 3 and be like, yeah. I'll do whatever you want. Just train me. Because mm-hmm. he, that doesn't seem like how Rey is. Right. Rey is still, I think, a little smarter than Anakin. Yeah. And I want to see her get these teachings from Snoke, but then also be like, all right, I'm learning all this stuff, but you're not really that great either. Right. And ultimately, I think it will, if it goes according to my thought, which it probably won't, because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just some random person from Indiana, right. and I'm not Ryan Johnson directing this movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it would end with you know her the kind of starting her own thing or teaming up with somebody else to do a new thing. And you know, the end of that first trailer was the Jedi must end. And you're like, Oh, what? Yeah. This is the last Jedi, which is Luke Skywalker. It's not Ray. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the start of something new. Yeah. That's a really, I mean, that's, that's a really good take. I mean, like for Ray, I'm almost thinking like, what, what was Ryan Gosling's character's name in Blade Runner? Can't uh, think of him. K? Agent K. And he gets he use, starts using a name like John or Jason or something like that. Does he? I don't remember that. Yeah, Anna Taylor Joy's character, not Anna Taylor Joy, but um, Anna yeah. Day Amos's Day character yeah. gives him gives him some kind of name, Jack or something really super generic. But I, I kind of think of Ray like that. Okay. The whole point is, that immediately after episode seven ended, who is Ray? Like you said, and you firmly believe that she's nobody. And I think. But I think she's buying into a lie about, not a lie, but something about herself where she's someone special Mm -hmm. and Luke's going to tell her, I don't know who the heck you are. I know you can use the force, so you've got some potential, but listen, things end badly for everybody that uses the Mm -hmm. force and I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with you whatsoever. Right. Or you can try to figure it out yourself, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But listen, kid. I don't really care. Right. Like I used to think like, oh, maybe she was left there and she was like a protege of Luke's and she was left on Jakku Mm -hmm. after or during, you know, Kylo turning on him. But according to like canon and novels and comics and all that jazz, that turn happened six years before the force awakens, which means the girl that was left on Jakku was way too young to be Ray. So I've left that theory completely. So, it's just about Ray with Ray who has extraordinary powers, like you said, and like the end of that second trailer. Where's her place? Yeah, and she's gonna try Luke. I think she's. I think she's gonna try Luke for a bit. She's gonna try Snoke for probably up and all the way through the end of the film, and I think that's where it's gonna leave off. It's gonna leave with her paired up with Snoke. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know our time jump. You know, and then our all the mold will be shattered. Of oh, so Ray's not really just totally good all the time yeah because i mean we always saw in the force awakens that she she has the ability to use anger and things like that yeah, very as a well way to fight back so complexity in character mm-hmm. from ray and our lead probably i yeah. don't think like i said i don't think it'll stay that way but i think she's gonna learn that the two the two paths that are being offered 
mm-hmm. aren't exactly the way to go about things. Yeah. Um, so moving on to Kylo Ren, the return of Adam Driver. Ben uh, Solo. Our second pro, our second lead, as has been described many times, uh, this is a dual leading uh, trilogy between Kylo and Rey. Um, before we get into Kylo himself, I also want to mention that one thing I am looking forward to is how Ryan Johnson will expand the Force powers because kind of in each almost in each movie we see an evolution of the force in some way like you know force awakens we got to see like kind of like freeze people yeah and like stop Stasis. stop the bullet and you're like oh mm-hmm. this is so dope and like i want to see what ryan johnson does with the force and like doing something new like we've seen the flip jumps and all that stuff from the prequels right we've seen you know <laughs> the force uh speed force like run stuff that like you know they did very briefly very, very beginning of uh, Phantom Menace. Oh, that's right. Yep. Again, it's a very underused force power. If I was a Jedi, use that all the time. Um, but I want to see like, you know what he does with the force and kind of expands the library of powers that the, mm-hmm. that it can do. Yeah. What does he add? Yeah. So that's a great way. Um, maybe that will come with Kylo. Maybe that will come with Ray. Um, but Kylo's already shown that he is very powerful in the force. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but he's just a powerful human being in general. Like, you know, he took on, Ray and Finn and Chewie um, individually, not all together, but he took all of that stuff on with after getting struck in the gut <laughs> with his bowcaster, yeah, which, which is a very powerful weapon. And they, yeah, they go to great lengths during that movie to show you this thing kicks butt. Yeah, and he takes it, takes a knee, and then gets up and he just starts hitting it. Like, uh, yeah. love that part of the Force Awakens. But that's why I think Kylo is so interesting in this movie and why. You know, I'm I'm ex- I'm super excited to see what Ray's journey is, but maybe just as equally, I want to see what's next for Kylo. We've seen in the trailers that he is clearly not totally bought in to being a bad guy. You know, as much as he may want to do that, you know, when there's that shot of him holding his finger over the trigger mm-hmm. at what's presumed to be Leia's ship, he can't do it. Yeah, I he think, blinks. And then again, as I said, like in our trailer breakdown, like. He probably goes and talks to Snoke after that. And Snoke's like, you fool, you coward. How could you not do this? Um, And then he gets really frustrated and breaks his helmet. I think that's how that all plays out. But then going off of that, if our thought is correct and that Ray ultimately finds a way to Snoke and Snoke begins to be like, hey, you have a lot of potential and you are very faithful because Mm -hmm. you just, and he's going to manipulate her. He's going to be like, you just want somebody to care about you. I'll care about you as long as you're going to be my right-hand gal and yeah. do whatever I say, mm-hmm. become super powerful in the force. And throughout the whole thing, Kylo is just going to be getting bitter and mad. And then, you know, he's going to eventually find his way to his mom. And I think he's going to ev- end up saving Leia at some point in the movie. And because Leia's in danger, but also because he doesn't want to see his mom die. And in doing so, Leia will be like, she will see the good in him and be like, come Come back home. Yeah. Like, come back to me. Because in The Force Awakens, like, you know, when when uh, when Leia and Han are talking about Kylo, he's like, you know, I'm, like, I saw him. Like, I know, you know, I know you don't want to see me because I remind you of him and all this stuff. And she's like, I don't want to forget either of you. I want him back. Right. Like, that's what Leia wants. Leia mm-hmm. doesn't want to see the end of Kylo. She wants her, her son back to redeem him. And if anything, it's going to be his mom to do it. And uh, 
Whether or not that's going to be received well, I don't know. It'll depend a lot on the execution of it and how his story builds up until that point. Because I can't just have him be super bad guy the whole time, going killing resistance members left and right, and yeah. then but he sees his mom and you know a switch flips and he's like, "All right, I'll be good now, mom." Mm-hmm. Like it can't be that. It has they have to build the conflicting part of him throughout the entire movie to get to that point where you're like, "Yeah, he killed Han," but I still. F- feel bad for this guy and I want him to still be good. And uh, if they can do that successfully, I think it's going to be, uh, I mean, just a great flip for star Wars. Yeah. I mean, Adam driver is one of the best actors I think we have right now. I mean, at least, at least for his age oh, yeah. and yeah. his future potential, I, I do think he is like, you know, arguably one of the top four or five. I mean, you, you, you might as well just call him future Academy Award winner. <laughs> right. Driver, okay. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, p- perhaps maybe from this franchise. I don't know. You know, would, That'd be that, something. that would be wild, but I don't think it's beyond it anymore. Yeah. Especially once we get through this movie. But yeah, I mean, listen, conflicted character immediately um, from, from the get go in the force awakens all the way through until we see him, you know, he's even struggled to take care of his father. I mean, mm-hmm. deal with Han Solo um, and almost kill him. Like, he was just that close. Yeah. I mean, argue, some, I think some people are say some people will say, oh, no, that was just a trick. What he needed help with was killing his dad. I, I don't, I don't skew towards that way. I do think he was very close to, you oh, know, yeah. giving up instead of just being like, I need help, dad. I need you help. Killing right. you. I mean, he totally baited Han to come out there. Like he went on yeah. that bridge purposefully, but at the time when they're face to face, it's. I mean, it's clear. You just look at Adam Driver's face. The struggle is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he is just like, uh, yeah. I don't know if I have the strength to do this. Right. And he's just like Han goes, "Let me help you." And you know, I think Han makes that decision of like, I'm gonna hold on to this lightsaber, but I'm not gonna move it either way. I'm just gonna be there to support him, whatever he chooses. Yeah. It's a great moment. It's it's, it's a it's, it. I could talk for ages yeah. <laughs> about that character moment just for Han Solo, let alone the relationship between father and son. Um, but yeah, conflicted conflicted Kylo Ren throughout all of the trailers that we've seen, or well, two. Yeah. Um, one on one inside of his. Uh, I don't know what the official title for his Kylo Ren's his interceptor tie is. Interceptor. I don't know. Is what that what it's is. called? Okay. Yeah. But hesitating on the trigger. Um, just upset with himself because he doesn't know what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Hamlet almost, maybe, perhaps. And I, I Star Wars borrows from Shakespeare. <laughs> right. It really does. I mean, uh, episode three is basically Julius Caesar. So we don't know what the dude's going to do. He, I think he's going to hesitate throughout the whole movie, and he's mm-hmm. not really going to get anything done up until the final final moments of the movie where he has to make a decision. Because, listen... The resistance is getting their butt kicked on that on not Qatar but uh, uh, Dakar. Dakar, yeah. So you know, I don't expect them to have like a standby and win there, right? And like Leia it'll be is a narrow escape. Yeah, Leia is retreating into those caverns, and Kylo Ren's final scene in that trailer is him hanging out in a, in a dark place with a blade on, mm-hmm. and we know he's going to storm the keep because we've seen that part of the trailer as well, and I really do think. I don't think he cuts down Leia. No. Because there were conver- the conversation around Carrie Fisher's passing. Yeah. Continuing the character. Yeah. How she was going to be a big part in nine and mm-hmm. that they didn't change anything in this movie. Yeah. So I don't think it ends with the death of Leia, but I do think it ends with Ren either 
taking Leia's hand and walking away with her, or just dropping his lightsaber and walking away from that. Because I, Ooh, because he I doesn't like because he doesn't know the end of Darth Vader's story. Yeah, and that is so, so important to who he is. I'll finish what you started. Vader finished what he started. He quit. Yeah. He yeah. gave up. He he balanced the force. He balanced the galaxy. Yeah. I, well. And yeah. And weird. I don't know ways. how to take that prophecy. Yeah. Because people are like, oh well, he he technically did by killing all the Jedi and only leaving two Sith and two <laughs> right. Jedi alive. No, yeah. I don't know if mass murder was the way that was supposed right. to go down. <laughs> um, but I do think he, I think I do think he learns Vader's story. And either that's from Luke or it's from Leia. One of those two people that know how it all finished out. And I don't think he's fully satisfied with it. And I don't think Ray is fully satisfied with it either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so before we get to the, the two Skywalker leads here, um, Finn. Mm-hmm. We got John Boyega coming back yes. here. And I think he's one of those, like you you called him a static character. Like I don't really know what his his journey is here outside right. of he's recovered. He's teaming up with Rose Tico. Looks like to go get some intel on the First Order. Um, but other than that, I, I'm curious to know what his arc is going to be because I don't want it to just be, all right, Finn's on the road to recovery. He's on the road to for revenge. Mm-hmm. He's just looking to get back at Phasma. No, I want I want something more. I want something bigger than that from, from Finn. I want him to have a, 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 a bigger role than that. But I don't know if he really can. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's about. Yeah. I mean, well, I know what he's about. His arc in the first one was, oh, these people definitely don't know what's right. Or, or you know, I don't. I, oh, these people are definitely bad. These people are definitely bad. That's not what's right. Yeah. I got to get out of here. But instead of just running away from the conflict and being passive, he ultimately decides, okay, this is actually the good side. Mm-hmm. And joins the resistance. And he's still, some of the his dialogue is, I now finally have something worth fighting for. Yeah. So... Is it just going to be him putting that to the test? Because I really think that's the only way you go about mm-hmm. that, unless we introduce more about, you know, maybe the scars and the pain of having been coerced into the First Order. Or no, yeah. enslaved by the First Order, really, mm-hmm. is the best best way to describe that. So whatever they hammer out with him, maybe it'll be like overcoming brainwashing or, you know, just yeah. sort of th- themes like that. Because, I mean, I can't see Johnson just, taking one of the best two characters to come out. Well, and, not one of them. There's some good characters. Him, yeah. But yeah, he's just such an energetic actor to just give him a one-note performance in this mm-hmm. movie uh, would be disheartening, even if... Because, I mean, you're putting him up against Phasma. Yeah. His So we, well, let's see some you know, emotional depth. Right. Um, other one there of the, the new characters from The Force Awakens is Poe Dameron. The, mm-hmm. the best pilot in the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, played by Oscar Isaac. I, I'm interested to see how they're going to set him up as the future leader of the resistance. I think that's clearly where his arc is going. They've talked about that, that Leia sees him as the, the heir to the throne in a sense. And I think Poe has, he's shown, he showed a little bit of the force awakens where he's like, I can make decisions. I can lead people lead by example, all that stuff. But I want to see now that they're in the thick of it, like how does, his thought process changed. You know, there's been like the M- the the EW cover. I think said like, you know, like Poe Clint uh, clashes with his new boss, Admiral Holdo, and you're like, okay, so like Holdo's coming in, mm-hmm. laying down some power. Uh, I want to see how Poe reacts to that, but also very much want to see him back <laughs> in his X-wing, yeah, uh, flying around. It's still one of my favorite moments of the Force Awakens. 
is that like tracking shot of him at yeah. Maz's castle just mowing down where <laughs> mowing yeah. down fighters You're him like, in the air and yeah. fin down low one of the it, best it's, scenes. it's so good and I, w- I want to see more of that i want to see some great space battles with poe in the lead yeah and i think we're going to get that really early on mm-hmm. all indications are this movie opens with a space battle i think so that's my gut feeling anyway at least off of um uh skellig michael island's place yeah, um, not Skellig Islands, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the real-life name of it. Um, I can't think of... Octo. Octo, where the Resistance yeah, yeah, base yeah. was. Well, no, or no, no. no where, where Luke is. I think outside of the Octo stuff, I think we're going to see that very early. Outside of that, the beginning is going to be the big, you know, First Order attacking Dakar, the Resistance fleeing sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, he's... his role in this film was pitched as him and Leia together for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So, because I think Oscar spoke about working with Carrie a lot on mm-hmm. this. So there's definitely like a handing, maybe a handing of the baton. Yeah. And perhaps that's kind of something that's really going to help them out when JJ writes nine ultimately. Yeah. But obviously Poe was probably the most one note of one note characters in star Wars force awakens. Yeah. Really just energetic enthusiastic he kicks that movie off mm-hmm. with such a great vibe <laughs> i mean like when he when him and finn meet you're just like oh yeah immediately i can't watch that entire encounter without smiling like you know grinning ear to ear because um you know the how inspiring right why are you doing this because it's the right thing to do you need a pilot. I need a pilot. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> okay. we're doing this. And then, you know, when they become best friends. And oh, the fl- the- their embrace on the car is uh, one of my favorite parts. Yeah, I have a absolutely. lot of favorite parts. You know, I mean, Force that's Awakens. three. I mean, you know, right. I mean, right. Their relationship rightfully so sparked all the, you know, make yeah. them the first gay relationship <laughs> right. in the movie type of deal. Because, you know, that, that they have that, that chemistry, that, that brotherhood bond, type, you know, mm-hmm. thing is so good. So wherever, whoever Poe's interacting with, um, I do expect them to, to make him angry, yeah. To make him upset, to make him not heard, like you said, conflict mm-hmm. with Admiral Hodo, not Leia. Leia and him are best buds. Yeah, Hodo, you Hodo's know, was like, no, you're you're sidelined. <laughs> yeah, you're a soldier. Listen to me and my bureaucratic uh, way of going about this right. military battle, or whatever the case is. Um, but let's get on to the big return. Yeah, of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, we saw him in the Force Awakens. This is where he's back. He's back in action. Hopefully, um, you know, there's been a lot of people being like, "Oh, what's his arc going to be?" He's not going to the dark side. It's not happening. As much as Mark Hamill may tease it, it's not happening. You know, <laughs> unless they're going to retcon, you know, the, the one of the the biggest moments from <laughs> Return yeah. of the Jedi. I'll never go to the dark side. Right. Next time you see him, I'm on the dark side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, listen. You know, okay. I was young. Some, and some crazy things then. happened. Uh, you know. <laughs> My nephew killed a bunch of younglings. It was really tough. Uh, apparently, that runs in the family. But um, I really oh, just geez. want to see what his arc's going to be again, because you know Yoda tells him in like Return of the Jedi, you know, pass on what I've taught you. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, he clearly does that because he starts the his own Jedi Academy in a mm-hmm. sense. But also, you know, I think he's going to pass some of that on to Ray. But I also want to know everything else he's learned, you know, in the 30 years since, because we know from, from Canon stuff that after that movie ended, 
what did what did he do? He didn't start the academy right away. That wasn't you know until like you know like ten years or so before the Force Awakens. The twenty years before that, he's going around collecting artifacts about the Sith, about the Jedi, reading up on the teachings, the prophecies, all all that he can get any information he can get his hands on. He's he's taking that in. Yeah, and that's what I want to see him do and explain and be like, listen, I I don't want when he says the Je- it's time for the Jedi to end. I want that to be because he's like the Jedi were wrong. You know, mm-hmm. they read all these prophecies, they didn't get it. They yeah. they had they had something about midichlorians. Those don't even <laughs> exist. You know, like like maybe retcon some stuff. I, Ryan Johnson would get like he would be so much so much praise if he if he somehow mentions midichlorians and like almost finds a way for them to almost work. Yeah. It's either that or shows the body of Jar Jar Binks. One of those two. Right. And, you know, I want to see all that stuff play out because I think there's so much history. And again, if Johnson's trilogy does go back in time to kind of the foundations of the Jedi Mm -hmm. or just the Force in general, then that's all stuff he can play with. And I think that's where his... I believe that that is where all of his interests lie is in kind of the foundations of the Jedi and the Sith the force and all that stuff. Cause I think that's the most rich yeah. part of star Wars to mine. And, uh, if he right. can lay the seeds here, it makes all the sense to the world. And why not do it with the biggest star Wars character ever? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, we haven't seen, like you said, Luke's been off the map for 30 years and this is not the Luke Skywalker of the four, you know, no. of the legacy this of the force. This books. isn't your dad's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, no, this is not the, if you're 22, 23 years old, this is not the Luke Skywalker you grew up reading about. Yeah. You grew up playing in video games or whatever the case is. He, this is, this is definitely the closest to George Lucas's intention. Mm-hmm. Lucas and Kasdan's intention for Luke Skywalker to be basically, you know, Clint Eastwood at the end of, well, gosh, what movie was it? I can't even think of it, but walking off, you know, into the sunset. I did what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. and I'm done. You know, the heck with all of this. Yeah. So it took him 20 years to get to that point, 10 years or however long he's been off the map and the yeah. first order has been out there running around uh, to, to do that. And Luke Skywalker has become a cynic. I mean, time for the Jedi to end. You, you could take that in the way of, oh, I just want people to be normal Force right. users without, you know, without allegiances. Factions, yeah. yeah, without factions or allegiances. And that, I think, I mean, that, I think that's ultimately the decision that gets made. Yeah. But I don't think that's Luke Skywalker's take on it. No. I think it's just, no, we cause chaos and destruction wherever we go. Mm-hmm. All of this is not worth it at all. Yeah. This, you know, this library I've built, it should really just be burnt because the knowledge is just dangerous and, you know, will cause divisions and things like that mm-hmm. of, that, of that nature. So I really do hope we get 20 minutes just dedicated to where have you been? What have you done? What have you seen? What's in your treasure chest over there? Is that compass from Battlefront 2 right, in there or whatever the case is? You know, things, things like that. Because if this is Luke's only movie in this trilogy, if this is his only appearance, yeah. let's make it great. Let's... Let's let Mark Hamill, a guy who's basically been sitting on his, not sitting on his butt for the last 30 (laughs) years, but (laughs) the guy has acting chops. You can hear it in his Joker. You can, you can see it in his brief 10 minutes in Kingsman. I mean, that's the the latest movie I think he did, but Mm, um, probably 
there's the moment where he's just he grabs a hold of Taron Edgerton's character. He's just like, dude, help me out, help me out, help yeah, me yeah. out. Poof, his head goes up and you know, and up in green goo or confetti. <laughs> yeah, I forget yeah. what happens. I think in it's films. purple. Yeah, whatever it was. The dude can act. He looks like he's acting the heck out of the three scenes we see his face in and mm-hmm. um, one of the trailers. So I hope they let. I hope. I hope they let this iteration of Luke Skywalker, this finite, definite version. Um, get as much screen time and fill out what we've been missing for the last 30 years. You mentioned that this may be his only movie. Mm-hmm. Does it concern you at all that the only marketing we've seen of Luke is on Octo, where clearly there's more to this movie with Ray's journey, yeah. with Kylo's journey, with everybody else's journey that is not centered around that place? Mm-hmm. Do you think that he could be a casualty in the first half of the movie on Octo? No. You think he's not going to be? You think Ray just leaves on her own will and goes off? Yeah, I do. Okay. Mostly because even if he doesn't survive, well, I don't think he'll die in this film because killing Luke Skywalker is a big thing to do. Yeah, it is. That's arguably way more controversial than Han Solo. Yes. Or, um, especially you know. <laughs> depending on how it's done. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think he'll die, but I just think he'll just be left to wallow in his own. Um, and you don't think he'll return? Because that, I that, don't. Because be, episode nine is not written yet. That's yeah. But if I could, I could definitely see a, uh, a part of the movie where Luke realizes what's happening out there. And instead of you know just saying the humbug, yeah. he says, "Oh, I need to, I need to rally need the to troops." Get out there. And, you know, do something, do some serious damage that's not just helping the resistance, but it's, you know, eradicating the First Order, but also doing something that's, you know, way out of bounds as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the pendulum swinging way too far to the right or way too far to the left. Because, like, you know, maybe, you know, eight ends with Ray teaming up with Snoke, but instead of Kylo getting redeemed, Kylo also sticks with Snoke. And then it's Snoke, Ray, and Kylo. And Mm -hmm. it's Snoke who is apparently very powerful in the force with two very powerful force users at his side. Yeah. And they just, and then it's, it's back on Luke's shoulders being like, well, crap, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I have to do something now. I, I hope that's the way I don't hope that's exactly how it goes. Right. But it, I don't want them to leave Luke on Octo alive. If it's not, if he doesn't have some major role to play right. moving forward, there's not a reason for it. Cause if that's the case, and they're just like, oh, okay, well, it's going to end, and then you know, Ray's on the dark side, Kyle's on the light side, and then it's them switching places for nine and going at it, and then Luke's just like not involved. And it's like, well, why, why didn't you do something different with him? Because then it just feels like a weird way to send that character off too. Yeah. Um, but if you kill him, who's going to kill him? Is it going to be Kylo? If you if Kylo kills <laughs> Luke, he can't be redeemed. Yeah. If he kills if he kills Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, sorry. That's that's gonna be pretty unforgivable, but you know what I mean. Does Ray accidentally do it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I didn't. I never really thought it'd be possible. But the more I've thought about, it, the closer we've got. It's they're either not showing Luke off Octo because it involves some big twist, yeah, or because all these moments in there are like just so super epic. insanely awesome that they're like, well, we can't show it because we don't want to show him using the lightsaber, yeah. using the force and all this stuff. 
because we want to say that for the movie. Could you imagine a Darth Vader at Rogue One esque scene with Luke Skywalker today? <laughs> uh, I, I with stormtroopers just flying and being blown Ooh. to smithereens by a whirl of green. I had not thought about that in his now Jedi I have. head. And that oh. is uh, <laughs> that sounds pretty um, appetizing. It it sounds does. pretty pleasing. Um, but the other half of his family is Leia Organa. The final performance by Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. It's it's gonna be a tough one. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't change the ending in any way, or her performance, or her character's arc. Like, I want to see Carrie Fisher's final performance as she intended it to be. Yeah, um, that's not just like you know, saying how she presented it to the camera. Her and Ryan wrote wrote. Yeah. You know, not her, not just her dialogue, but a lot, of, the a other lot of a lot of it. Like you know, for everybody, and it's kind of like you know, it's a really cool thing to think about. Right. I mean, she's, when she had her own input, she's clearly still somewhat in charge of the resistance. I think her and Holdo will be clashing throughout the movie. But the one big thing I've been wondering, outside of will she help redeem Kylo? Do you think we get to see Leia use the Force? No, I don't think so. No? I It's just never been alluded to at all with her. And it almost seems like it's sort of like a, uh, it's almost like a pocket knife to Leia, not so much a real weapon. Yeah. Something that she has, you know, she's able to use when necessary, uh, kind of a, a, a tool in her toolkit, mm-hmm. but to use it as her primary source of, you know, attack or to fight or anything like that. Right. I don't think that'll be the case. You wouldn't want to see, like, you know, if that cave scene happens or something and, like, all those stormtroopers are surrounding her and Leia just, like, force pushes them all away or something. Or, like, whips out, like, a purple lightsaber. I don't want to see her use a lightsaber necessarily. It'd be cool. It would be potentially. But I'm just thinking, like, if she uses it in some way, whether it's, like, a Jedi mind trick or something like subtle. Oh man, I, Carrie Fisher using a Jedi it, mind trick just sounds like the greatest thing in the exactly. world. Exactly. And like they they hinted, I mean they didn't hint at it. They stated as much in episode 6 like you have the force. Mm-hmm. You can learn it. You just have to hone your powers. Yeah, in time I'll they, teach you. They haven't gone on since then to be like, "Oh, she has trained." Mm-hmm. They haven't they haven't stated that, but there's they also haven't stated that she didn't. But she should certainly feel the feel in the force Han's yeah. death, mm-hmm. which is a very big thing. Yeah. I mean Obi-Wan Kenobi can feel six billion people die. Right. Because that because he's pretty good at the force. Right. But it's is also it just, six billion people. Yeah. It's just when it's one person, is it yeah. just her connection to Han or is it because, oh, she's got the force and it's her connection to Han? I think Han. it's both. Also, on that note, when do we think Luke finds out about Han being dead? I Does think he already know about he it? He already knows. Okay. When, I hope so. If Leia knows wa- through the force, yes. I hope. Luke also knows. Because that's that was the magic of Mark Hamill's 10-second performance yeah. in The Force Awakens, is that that look of despair, longing, and grief, mm-hmm. you know, all in just one glance at the lightsaber that Daisy Ridley's offering to him. Yeah. And, it's, and I don't think he knew right away, but I think when she looked at him and it was just kind of like her, some bad things have just happened, Han Solo's dead, and he you know, he picks that yeah, right yeah. up and then, you know, you notice his look of confusion goes right to, oh no. Yeah. 
to despair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other thoughts on Leia? I'm curious to see how she's she's moving on with Han's death, and you know yep. um, what she's thinking of Ben and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Kylo, sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, she probably still calls interchangeable. Him ben. Yeah. Um, we'll move through the rest of these kind somewhat quickly due, due to time, um, but. We also we got to see Snoke in this movie as played by Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. How big of a role do you think he's going to have? He'll be a part of half the movie. Okay. I think he's going to be pretty involved. Um, again, I think he'll get interactions with Ray, with Luke. Or not Luke. I hope I hope it's Luke. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty epic. Uh, it would be a very cool moment to say from the trailers. Um, but other than that, I am interested to see his look fully we've seen just the one close-up shot i want to see him move i want to see his force powers he clearly has them i want to see them on display ad circus has said snoke is more powerful than um the emperor more powerful than vader i want to see that oh geez <laughs> um and see just kind of i also want to learn just more about him i don't need to know everything but just right. give me some clues to you know we talked. We we reviewed the disaster artist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me some clues to his age. Yeah, where he came from, where he gets all this money. He right. is basically the Star Wars Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, we know nothing <laughs> about him. <laughs> he looks weird, and we just need to know more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that would help a lot. Yeah, I mean, his his ultimate obsession with Luke Skywalker is what I need to know about. Because I mean, no, well, Kylo has an obsession with Luke Skywalker. That Snoke, one you can understand. No, clearly knew that the legend of in a, in a world where. Luke Skywalker was a legend. Mm-hmm. Snoke knew he wasn't. Was that just because of Kylo Ren? Maybe, maybe not. But he certainly has been up on the... Um, I think he's been around for a while. Yeah, exactly. He looks like he's seen some things, mm-hmm. not just... I mean, it's all over his face. He's definitely been better. <laughs> so right, yeah, that's for his, sure. Whatever his tragic backstory is, uh, I'm really curious to see. Um, moving on, we've mentioned Admiral Holdo a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Laura Dern. Yes. Uh, we get to see her in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've established in canon via the Leia book that they grew up together. They have a, they had a, I don't know if you want to call it a friendship, but yeah. they have a history together. An Eldorian. Yep. Um, but you know, uh, how much at odds do you think these two are going to be? Very. You think, I think it'll be. Because we don't really know much about Admiral Holdo, where she came from, I don't believe. At least I don't, necessarily. Okay. Um, but I'm guessing she is more involved with the political side of things. I mean, like, hey, Hosnian Prime was destroyed. And yeah. Holdo's coming in to kind of sort all that out and be like, okay, we just lost the Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, Leia, <laughs> your resistance, as much as we don't like you guys, you're our only hope. <laughs> you yeah. guys are our last line of defense, and we need to protect you guys. And I'm now in charge, and Leia, you know, fights pushes her back a little bit on that. But that's what I really want to see. I want to see them. I want to see her interact with Oscar Isaac. But also, you know, just again, I want to see her be involved more in a political sense than in a physical um, um, sort of a way. Totally agree. I mean, like you know, I almost starting to think that Holdo is from. I mean, not from, but. Uh, She's going to be like the, oh, let's sign an armistice. Let's not fight the First Order type of a deal. I could see that. And then Leia's like, uh, no, we really just <laughs> no, need to. No, they're very bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if we want to. Um, uh, what's Okay, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, you know, why would we appease the people, you know, sweeping across the galaxy, just killing billions of people right. um, all over the place? She's from the planet 
Galenta, by the way. Okay. Uh, but that is, so far, as far as I remember, not at all used in Star Wars canon prior. All right. So completely new um, sort of thing. But it does sound like, like an Alderanian type planet. Yeah. Where they just like sip tea and <laughs> sort of things like that. You know, the monarchy, like monarchy. It's like the England, sort of like what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, but Laura Dern is also a super fierce actress. And I don't think you would get her to be to play someone passive and to say, Oh, you know, we'll just, we'll deal with it when we come to it. She clearly knows her, clearly going to know her stuff. And if she's going to butt heads with general Leia, she's got to be able to hold her own in an argument. Mm -hmm. So a shouting match between these two, (laughs) any kind is going to be super sweet. Force comes out of Leia. Ooh, she goes, no. And paintings fall. Pushes her back. Dern gets mocked back. BB-8 gets thrown out a window. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. You got to drop the pitch. Yeah. You just go. (laughs) But yeah. I mean, Laura, you you got Laura Dern for a reason. Yes. Um, So I hope they use her well. And then hopefully she stays alive and is able to continue to episode nine because uh, she is the, I think she's the greatest add to this movie, Mm -hmm. at least in terms of acting talent right. and maybe we see that switch in her where she's against fighting the first order but then by the end of the movie she's like no we need to fight them and then oh, yeah. since you know carrie's not gonna be around for nine then holdo and poe can lead the resistance you know side by side almost yeah i definitely mean a time jump turn yeah. for her character totally reasonable. I, I'm, I'm hoping they do a time jump for nine. Oh, they will i mean it depends you, on you need it to depends on how point. they end this movie because sure. if they end it with you know ray turning or something i'm like I need to see what happens immediately after this, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll we'll, have to, we'll we'll talk about that sure <laughs> uh, next week, but also you know the weeks after that, what we want to see from nine after we see eight. Uh, one of the new additions to eight as well is Rose Tico, played by Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, we don't really know much about her. She's involved in the resistance. She's on a mission with Poe. It looks like they may have a love connection, Ooh. Um, which I'm. Uh, that's cool. I'll, I'm down for that. Get get. Poe, not Poe, get Finn some love. Yeah. You know, he's very much friend-zoned by Ray, <laughs> much to his disappointment, I assume. Um, I, want to, I want to see and learn more about her. I'm afraid, though, that she is going to have a little bit of a sad beginning to this movie. Aww. Well, I hope that's not the case. I don't want to get into specifics, but I, I think it's... Some things have been teased? Uh, yeah, kind of, from casting and other things. Oh, she's going to have parents or a best friend or something like that get lit up in the opening fires. Maybe a sister or something. Oh, okay. That's right, because, nope, yep. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know. We That's don't just know. theory. But so. yes, I know what you're referring to, because I think I noticed that in the casting. Yep. Okay, yeah. anyway, point being, you were talking before we started about uh, what, I mean, I don't know how uh kelly is but i don't so i hesitate to say bundle of joy but she just she seems, <laughs> seems like way. yeah she just she she's totally glowing and anytime you see her um interacting on star wars social media i think yeah. there's one one part uh thing that they were doing where kelly is like dressing up as an ewok and having like a, a dance party or something like that for halloween and it was just one of the cutest things ever yeah i mean so she definitely um looks like to be a great ad and i don't know her from anything else i don't know what to base it on Mm -hmm. but uh hopefully um whatever she is with uh finn and their roles and like you know their story hopefully she gets a chance to shine yeah ryan has really talked her up so i hope that's the case yeah uh joining appears rose and finn on their adventure will somehow be dj 
The mysterious DJ played by Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. We don't know anything about him, even if DJ is his real name. I don't believe it is. I believe no, it's, they said they... say it's like a, a shortened abbreviation for what his actual name is. Um, I don't really... I mean, it's Benicio, so I'm, I'm hoping to get a lot of him and for him to give a great performance. But my fear is that he's going to be this movie's Phasma slash Boba Fett, where he looks cool, everybody's excited about him, but then he's only in the movie for like, 10 minutes or so and you're like oh this movie's great but i i I wish i got more of him yeah i feel like he's gonna be the one that's sidelined the most but then you know maybe he comes back again later what did you say phasma boba fett yeah yeah exactly you know they create cool characters they show them off lando calrissian for that matter too kind of you know i mean he does get a bigger role yeah he gets to return at least yeah so that's great. Yeah, I don't know. Like, listen, his name is short. Johnson has said we're calling him DJ for a reason. Yeah. So whatever his name is, I don't know if that J is related to something or if DJ is even the two initials that they're actually calling him in the film. Right. Um, but I've always said the dude looks like a 60-year-old Boba Fett. Okay? Yeah. You know, how cool would that be? Because I mean, we know Boba Fett's alive. Yeah. His armor was found on Tatooine. Dude's not wearing it anymore. So come on, let's bring him back. That yeah. would be so cool. Uh, moving but, other than that, you know, I compared DJ to Phasma. Phasma is back. She mm-hmm. made it out of the trash compactor. Yes. She uh, got her own spinoff comic about escaping. That is, that is correct. Um, we don't know how much involved Gwendolyn Christie is going to be. Clearly, they get she gets into a confrontation with Finn. Looks epic. I'm guessing that happens in the third act of the movie, probably right near the very end almost. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really have much expectations for her. I just want her to be in it a little more yeah and get a little more to do Gwendolyn Christie is so BA and her character like you said so cool please let us see her commanding the first order stormtroopers a lot in this movie yeah. and hopefully with Finn and Kel, um, Rose on their own fin- on their own spinoff adventure yeah you know throughout this let's please hope that she's the foil to them in a lot of ways oh, yeah, I would sure. love to see that fraught relationship that those two have been hinted at in the force awakens finally brought out and shown yeah um other than that we also we get chewy yeah the good old chewbacca poor guy um and this is gonna be a weird one because he doesn't have han this first he's, movie without han he's piloting well not technically since he's in uh revenge of the sith yeah it doesn't count i mean it's technically canon stop it uh okay uh but <laughs> I mean, I want—I do want to see how he is without Han. You know, I want to see what it's like. Does he get on the Falcon for the first time mm-hmm. and look over and be like, nobody's there? Yeah. Oh, that that's, would be such a terrible sucks. shot. Or does, I mean, who is his new co-pilot? It's not going to be a Porg. Porgs? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> you know, or is it Ray? I mean, I think Ray is technically in the pilot seat at the end of yes, she's Force Awakens. Yep. So... Is the Falcon now Ray's and Chewie is now her co-pilot or does Ray like, like Chewie, you take this. You know, I don't need it and this is way more important to you and it should be yours, not mine. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, gives a little roar and it's like, okay, yeah. I'll go join the resistance and fight on crate. Like, I want to see him get to do some stuff now that, not that he's out of Han's shadow, but now that, you know, I think... I hope that his fight has been little, a little fire in him, and he's like, "All right, these, 
these suckers took Han from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on a revenge trip, and I'm mowing down as many stormtroopers as I can. Listen, J.J. screwed up Chewie and The Force Awakens. Hands down. I mean, there's no way to go around it. His biggest mistake. Not the hug? N- the hug, but also Chewie just, you know, chilling in the cockpit with Ray. Like, we don't have much time passed. Yeah. It's true. But he just seems a little too chipper. So uh, I definitely want to see him talk to Luke. I mean, yeah. they don't interact a lot you, in Star Wars. I'd love to see that hug. But there is there definitely needs to be some dude. I'm sorry about Han. We're yeah. best friends, type of a deal. Yeah, you know. So that she gives a little soft, sad little groan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because like there's a there's a shot of Luke getting aboard the Falcon. Yeah, you know, and some of the marketing. Like that was the farthest I've seen. You know, in terms of shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I would like to have Chewie come up behind him and, you know, have an emotional moment about Han because he's the only one left there. Yeah. For that, him to, you know, have that cathartic experience. Um, we're kind of running low on time. Droids, real quick. I just really want more BB 8. He's so adorable. BB 8. I to want the some max. more attitude. Other than that, C3PO and R2, I'm sure they're going to be there. They're right. going to be great, I'm sure. Um, but. Yeah. I mean, not huge expectations. BB-8's really. the sassiest droid we've come across, so yeah. more more of that the better. Um, and then, lastly, very quick on technically characters, we're we're getting porgs in this movie. Porgs. Porg mania, porg nation, whatever you want to call it, yep, is upon us, and it'll I'm sure only grow after the movie comes out. Are you pro or anti porg? I'm pro porg because I'm pro Ewok too. Okay, they're one and the same in your book. They're they're not they're one in the same little helper animals. They're yeah. I mean, like, dude, look, look they're wide-eyed penguin reptiles. Okay, yeah. and Chewie has shown a propensity for ha- making friends with any and everything. <laughs> That's true. So I, I would love Chewie is gonna take a pork home with him, and it's gonna be his you know his puppy after you know Han's gone. It's his new best friend. Maybe so. That's that's what I think. That's what I think. It's up. Uh, if a, I, I swear though, if a pork does something that's significant to the plot and changes the course of you know <laughs> something Star bad, Wars that really, if it bites the stormtrooper's ankles and that's how Chewie's able to escape or yeah, something like that, he, I, he bites the ankles. Stormtrooper falls down. Gun misfires. <laughs> it blows up whatever big yeah. weapon the first order has. I will be. I will be done. But okay. if they're there for jokes and for cuteness and for to be funny. Yeah, I'm okay. I am. I'm sick of porgs already. Already, just because it's all over social media and it's all porg everything. And but I'm I'm still going in open minded to let them, you know, seduce me to their ways almost. <laughs> sure. Um, and you know, become a fan of theirs. Really, I I don't want them to have a huge plot point. But if as long as I can find some reason, <laughs> yeah, for the one porg to be aboard the Falcon, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. But if it's just like. You know, even if it's just Chewie's lonely, he doesn't want to fly to crate by himself. He's just like picks up a porg and's like, "Yeah, you're coming with me." It's like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Chewie's got a pal that works, but it's I don't want it to be a, um, something where it's like, uh, oh, it snuck on board. Yeah, and know. now it's along for the journey, and then it's just making noises and you know messing things up here and there. I'm like, ah, I, don't I never need thought this. of this, but Chewie and R two D two are mo- probably the most irresponsible characters in Star Wars. And Ray left them with the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking anything is possible. That's over there. that's true. Especially Chewie taking home a pork because he thinks it's cute. Yeah. I, well, I mean, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, to close out here, we're gonna do a little bit of over under. We have never done this before, but I thought this would be a fun 
thing to do real quick before the we never end. tell me the odds section of this podcast. yes <laughs> uh so force ghosts those are a staple of star wars kind of they we, are we've seen them a few times and there's been you know rumors theories um that we're gonna see one or s- more in this movie so over under 0.5 force ghosts in star wars last jedi over okay who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be Hayden Christensen's Darth Vader. Really? Yeah, it is. Because Ray's going to learn what happened, and it's not going to be from Luke. It's, it's going to be, be from f- Hayden Christensen Ooh. showing up being like, dude, you don't know what this guy did. He had to k- put down his own father. <laughs> okay? <laughs> In a sense. That would so, be interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, uh, this is what happened to Luke type of a deal. And then she's going to be like, all right, well, screw you. I'm out of here. All right. I will also go over on this, um, but I don't think it'll be... Uh, Anakin, I think it'll be Yoda. Yeah. Coming back to give Luke a little kick in the butt and be like, hey, trainer, stop being a little. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Stop being mean. Be a, yeah, stop being go, a big POS. Go, yeah. Go, yeah. Uh, go help this girl <laughs> and help you know, help the galaxy, you selfish mm-hmm. <laughs> Jedi. Like, come yeah. on. There's, there's plenty of potential for that, especially Yoda. Especially Dagobah Yoda. Puppet Yoda. Puppet Yoda. Oh, that would be so great. Um, next one. Over or under one and a half lightsaber fights. So this isn't just use use of a lightsaber in a fight, like to fend off you know gunfire. It's actual cross blades. Yeah, lightsaber on lightsaber action. Over. I will also go over. Yeah, because listen, we got Ray training, we got Kylo training, we got some big conflict of good and evil fighting. So who do you think fight? If we're, if you think we're getting at least two, what are at least the two matchups we get to see? I mean, probably Ray and Kylo. Ray and Kylo, guaranteed. Number two, and then after that, Luke and Ray. Ooh. I don't know if it'll be training. I don't know if there'll be like real no, malice yeah, no, in yeah. it. Not training. training. Not training. Training doesn't count. There needs to be actual Lightsaber intention fights. to kill. Yes. Oh, gosh. There has, there has to be a conflict. Maybe not intention to kill, but just a conflict. Yeah, like, there'll be a conflict with Ray and Luke. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll see. Because I mean, dude's got to spin up his blade sometime in this film. Uh, man. I really want to see Luke and Snoke throw down like really bad. Yeah, but, I don't, but I don't know how that fits. I can't think of how that fits into the story based on what we've been you know, discussing so far. So other than that, oh man, I would probably, I'm going to go Kylo and Luke. Mm, that would be a good one. Kylo comes to Octo. They get into a little, <laughs> a little heated argument there. And uh, I think it ends ultimately with Kylo. Maybe it's a draw. Kylo slight win maybe, and that's how Ray and Kylo go off on their own little adventure to go Ooh. pair up with Snoke, and that's how she gets there. And then, then it's Luke just left there on Octo to be a little bitter and be a little sour and be like, Ugh, yeah, Kylo. And, and you, then he then he has some purpose to be like, that's all right, the epiphany. This guy, I can't let him do this. I have to go do something about this and get off my butt. Mm-hmm. And he can factor in the third act, or that could be a you know episode nine thing, whatever. Yeah. Um, last you. over or under. How many people will, will wield a lightsaber? The over under is set at three and a half. Oh, I'm thinking the under. Okay. Because I don't think Snoke's gonna pick up a blade. 
It just seems beneath him. Mm-hmm. But Kylo Ray, Luke. You know, I would love to think Leia has something, but you know what? I don't think so at all. Uh, but it would be so epic to have that happen. But yeah. no, I, I don't mean, think so. I mean, I know we're getting Kylo, Luke, and Ray. I know. I mean, there's three. So it's really just a matter of figuring out, does somebody else ignite the lightsaber for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Or does Snoke get involved? Considering I went... I didn't include him in my lightsaber fight section. I would tend to agree with you and also go under yeah. with okay. three people wielding a lightsaber in Star Wars Last Jedi. And, well, second to last thing here, box office. Will it top The Force Awakens' opening weekend of $248 million domestically? Yes, it's going to get 260 260 It is, because it had time. The first time around was Star Wars is back, baby. Yeah. And that drew everyone in. Now we've got more fans. Now it's returned. Now it's returned again. This time it... Yeah. I, I think that'll be the case because it won't be, oh, I'm not going to wait in here if Star Wars is good. Yeah, you're going to see it. I'm going to go see it because I know it was good last time. And I hear this one just as, just as amazing. I'm going to take the under. All right. Go 236. So just a little less. Not not a ton. Twelve million may seem like a lot, but not statistically significant. It's one. not. It's not. I mean, it's, it would still be, I believe, the second biggest opening <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so uh, not too shabby for the Last Jedi, and uh, we will f- know the actual totals next week. Um, last thing, expected rating. We've kind of this kind of sums it all up. All of our expectations in yeah. one little number. Five. Yeah, it's a five. I mean, even if this is the worst Star Wars movie ever, I think it technically gets a five. Well, no, that's not true. But even if it's say, the you worst, turn into Colton over there. All five. <laughs> even if it's the worst of the five, I'll probably still give it a five. You know, worst so, of the five of the five good ones. Oh, okay. Because arguably, Brian does, Johnson does Rogue getting, One count as a good one? I'm not. I, that's I'm a old. different topic, yep. different time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. Five ticket stubs. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I said I think it could be the best Star Wars movie ever made, but we'll have to wait and see. If yeah. I feel that way, come it's, next week. It's fresh mechanics mixed with a familiar formula and new story. Yeah. So I'm expecting that. That's all we have for our preview of The Force Awakens. Or not The Force Awakens. Wow. <laughs> Just travel back in time two years. The Last uh, Jedi. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts of your own, any theories, any you listen to this and you're like, what? No, this isn't going to happen. Let us know why <laughs> why you think we're why we're dumb and why we're wrong. Um, and then obviously, after you listen to this, go see the movie mm-hmm. and then come back in a couple of days for our review of Star Wars Last Jedi because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of spoilery stuff to talk about. Oh so gosh. make sure you see it so you can stick with us through the meat of the conversation. We may just say, we like the movie, dive into yeah. spoilers. <laughs> Take a start rating. Okay, spoiler time. Uh, that, that could be a possibility. Um Thanks again for tuning in to the Friends Film Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow, retweet, share, and more. Head over to it. Give us a five-star review if you can because um, that would help us out a lot. You can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. And be sure to return next week for our review of Star Wars The Last Jedi. 